Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. For those of you who don't know Megabyte, we are a research firm and we track the uh, corporate activity, strategic positioning and financial performance of the UK's leading software and ICT services firms. The idea of this show each month is that I uh, have a look at all of the data and the extensive written research that the team at Megabyte have produced over the last month, try and analyse the key themes and trends from that and also extrapolate what that might, might mean for the outlook. As ever, it's been a very busy month for the team at Megabyte. Uh, the guys have analysed over 150 individual company results, trading updates, corporate transactions, really try and understand the data within those, uh, within those events and speak to the management teams of companies involved and write really detailed written, uh, written research on, on the key themes and trends within, those, within that activity. As ever, uh, one of the key sources of information for us and, and actually the key source of inf information for us at Megabyte is conversations with the management teams and we've got over 500 relationships with tech companies here in the UK where we can understand what's going on. And just during May, the team have spoken to over 50 management teams from businesses such as um, Alpha, uh, Benefex, ATG, Tunstall, uh, Bytes, Causeway, Kanos, Track Global, Glide, Zen Internet, Advanced, First Derivatives, FE Fund Info, Fund Apps, FDM, System C, and OpenGI, to name just a few. And as well as all of that, uh, all of the, the, the written content that comes from those conversations, uh, the guys have produced some really interesting kind of uh, deep dive research into areas such as wealth and asset management software, um, the SAP channel here in the UK, uh, the uh, customer experience software market, uh, the UK SOX uh, security operations centre market, identifying some really interesting emerging players within that market, which I thought was, which I thought was super interesting, and also a series of, uh, of roundups of some of the key results, identifying key themes within results from areas such as UCAS, food delivery, um, major telcos and other areas. All of our research as ever is, is available to Megabyte subscribers and we have over 230 subscribing organisations now across uh, technology companies, private equity and the advisor and banking community. Um, uh, all of that research, as I say, is available to, to, to subscribers. If you're not a subscriber and you think that the research that we produce at Megabyte may be of use to you in, in managing and running your business, then we'd love to hear from you. The best thing to do is to uh, go to our, our website at megabyte.com and click on the request a demo button and our customer team will be very delighted to help you out. So. Uh, before I dive into the meat of the show, just to give you a, a few ideas of the key takeaways and highlights uh, from this month's show, and um, in, in terms of share prices, it's been a bit of a mixed month for share prices really in the, in the tech sector. Uh, overall share prices in UK tech were down, but there was uh, improvements in ICT services on average, but a reduction in software, so, so a mixed performance there. Um, and actually overall the stock market in the UK was up during May, so tech has underperformed. And it was a, a weaker picture again in the US uh, where there's been more volatility. Um, obviously markets in the US have gone a lot higher, tech stocks have gone a lot higher in the US than they have here in the UK, so there's more to fall if you like. And, and that was a weaker month for, for US tech stocks. And just generally we're seeing this, this sort of fight between the post-COVID um, the, the bulls around post-COVID growth versus the bears that are concerned about inflation growing, uh, it, it rises in inflation and the impact that might have on interest rates. So we're seeing more of that volatility as, I, as I've talked about a lot over the last few months. In terms of deal flow during May, it was, a, it was what I would describe as a pretty normal month. We registered 89 transactions on our database across M&A, private equity, venture and growth capital and, um, and the capital markets. And 
the hotspots were, uh, you know, similar to, to what we've seen, I guess, over the last few months. Enterprise software continued to be uh, very busy, although not a massive amount of the bolt-on M&A that we've seen. And, the, and that's also true of telecom services, which, which uh, for regular viewers you'll know is, is, a, is a very active area of the UK tech sector in terms of M&A activity. And it was a bit quieter during May. Conversely, consulting, IT consulting continues to be very active, both from M&A and from an investor perspective. And particularly interesting, and I'll spend a little bit of time on this uh, during the show this month, talking about data consultancies and how the need to, uh, to, 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 um, to, uh, to manage and, uh, and optimize data within organizations is creating a, a kind of new breed of consultancies that are really gaining traction now and, and getting into the visibility of um, trade buyers and investors. And healthcare as well, uh, particularly in the software market, is a really um, increasingly important area uh, of activity in, in the UK tech sector. In terms of valuations, I think we've seen some very interesting data points during May, which I'll talk through. And I think our overall assessment of what's happening in valuations is the, inf the post-COVID inflation that I've talked about over the last few months is, seems to be levelling off now um, and, and finding a new level uh, albeit quite a bit higher than we saw pre-COVID, but not continuing to rise, I think would be our, our sort of working assumption at the moment, but we might have to see what's happening over the next couple of months to fully understand that. And I'll talk through some of the key examples of that over the show. So that's a quick canter through the takeaways. I'll uh, talk next in the next section about what's happening in the capital markets. So focusing in on some of the share price performance and corporate activity in the capital markets here in the UK, uh, it's been a bit of a mixed month, as I said in my introduction, for share prices um, in, in the UK and in the US, more so in the US. The Megabyte Universe Index of 100 or so UK-listed technology stocks was down 1% during, during May, and within that, software was down 1.4%, ICT services was up 3%. So we are seeing continuing outperformance, actually, of ICT services versus uh, software in the UK tech sector. And for context, the FTSE 250 was, was up just over 1%, sorry, just below 1% in, um, in May. So the UK tech sector slightly underperforming the market in the month. In the US, things were a bit more tricky. The NASDAQ was down 1.5%. The tech-heavy NASDAQ was down 1.5% during May. And the Bessemer Venture Partners BVP Cloud, Cloud Index, which includes... Um, a lot of the kind of quite highly valued rockstar kind of tech stocks was down 7% during May. So definitely the bears winning the battle in the US from a tech sector perspective. Back here in the UK, looking at deal flow, uh, that we registered 10 capital markets deals on our database during, uh, during May. Eight of those were follow-on public offerings. Two of those were IPOs. The real theme within the follow-on public offerings, which I think is very interesting, you know, last year we saw nine deals on, on capital markets deals in May last year, all of which were follow-on public offerings. But they were very much around uh, building balance sheets, strengthening balance sheets to protect against the, the, the perceived likely downturn from COVID, which in the end never came. Um, what we're seeing this year is, is UK quoted companies really cracking on with their M&A uh, strategies and using their, uh, their capital markets, their listing to, to, to fund those acquisitions. So we saw uh, pretty meaningful fundraisers from uh, Gresham, Gresham Technologies, from NCC Group, from Alpha FMC and others during, uh, during May to, to fund acquisitions, which I think is a really positive thing for the market. In terms of IPOs, uh, two small IPOs uh, in Dynomi at 37 million in the ad tech space and uh, Glantis at 14 million in, is an accounts payable platform. So a continuing 
continuing kind of flow of smaller IPOs, uh, notwithstanding the fact that we continue to try and shoot ourselves in the foot with some of the larger IPOs coming along, not directly in our coverage area at Megabyte, but um, AlphaWave in the, in the semiconductor space, Canadian business in the semiconductor space, listed at 2.2 billion sterling in the UK, and immediately dropped to a 25% discount to its IPO price. So after after uh, uh, you know after Deliveroo and Darktrace, another large IPO where the, the big banks just seem to be getting it wrong and not not reading investor sentiment correctly on these large IPOs, which is frustrating, I have to say. Um, but for the for the most part, it doesn't seem to be affecting the smaller end of the market and the medium-sized businesses uh, that still successfully come into the market. Pension B was another one we saw come to the market in in May, 365 million value, which was around what they've been talking about for some time, and those shares are trading roughly slightly above the IPO price. So overall, a pretty positive picture on IPOs, uh, notwithstanding some of the larger ones going wrong still. Um, uh, I talk every month and I continue to talk about SPACs, and there was more activity with these special purpose acquisition companies in May, and two large acquisitions for uh, for UK-based technology companies in the month, Arkit for a billion dollars, and Wejo for $800 million by SPACs. Um, and uh, what we're getting, I think, is a very clear idea now of what these SPAC buyers are looking for in the, in the market, and they typically are going for, seem to be going for, the moonshot type businesses. Now, whether that's just because the moonshot type businesses like Kazoo and, and Arik and Wejo are more uh, susceptible to these bids and they're getting chunky prices, and the more traditional businesses are not so susceptible to those kind of offers, I don't know. But the reality is this is a, a kind of theme we're seeing quite clearly with the SPACs now. Um, so they're continuing to be a feature, but they don't seem to be robbing the market, uh, the London market of IPOs to the extent that I was concerned they might do earlier in the year. In terms of the outlook, uh, we've, we've had now 12 um, IPOs within the megabyte universe uh, it, it, it definition of technology in, in, uh, in, so far in a year to date, uh, 2021, and, and others such as Pension B uh, and, and AlphaWave uh, as well outside of our direct area of coverage with megabyte. So it's, it, we're very much on track now for a record year for IPOs, certainly since the, uh, certainly since the global financial crisis, which is really, really positive for the London market, I think. The valuations continue to remain very robust and notwithstanding the fact that we are heading towards the summer break, we continue to see a robust outlook for the uh, London IPO and follow-on public offering here in the UK. So that's a quick roundup of what's happening in the capital markets. In the next section, I will focus in, drill down a little bit on what's happening in private equity. So focusing our attentions on what's been going on in private equity land during May, and it was a really solid month for activity uh, with uh, 10 deals registered on our database uh, in the month, four management buyouts, four secondary buyouts, and two public to private. And uh, that, that compared to just one deal, uh, one private equity deal in May 2020 as, the, uh, as deal activity hit its pretty much its low point, its COVID low point this time last year. Uh, within the management buyout space, uh, four deals as I mentioned, SEP uh, acquiring fund apps uh, uh, in, the, in the kind of reg tech, uh, reg tech space. That was a classic kind of um, youngish software business uh, pre, uh, before it had produced its full accounts being snapped up by SEP. Um, Ex-exec in the employee, employee benefits space, uh, that's Abri and Castic. We don't know a deal value for that. We couldn't even estimate one because we didn't have a lot of visibility on their recent trading, so it was difficult to do that. Um, interestingly, 
Um, Abri and Castic have got together to buy Reward Gateway, uh, which I will talk about in a minute. And we sort of have a theory that, that, that they may well be thinking about putting those two businesses together. We shall see. At the beginning of the, uh, of the show, I talked about this trend of data consultancies, and there was two really interesting MBOs that sort of underline this trend uh, during May. AquaQ is, is one of these data consultancies that Sovereign Capital acquired for what we think was about £40 million, pounds, sorry, it was £40 million, pounds, at about what we think is about two times sales. And 6.6, again in big data analytics, which was a, a deal by Intermediate Capital at 72 million, which is about three times sales. And what, what interesting, you don't often hear me talking about multiples of sales for, uh, for IT consulting businesses, but that's sort of a measure of, of how hot this area is, that these businesses are typically being valued on a multiple of sales, albeit not the sort of double digit multiples of sales you see for very hot SaaS businesses, but still um, a, a, an indication of how, um, how hot this area is, and I think going to get hotter over the next 12 to 24 months as these, as these consultancies are growing at sometimes upwards of 100% a year. Um, in the secondary buyout market, some, a couple of really interesting deals, uh, I mean, there were four in total, but the ones I would focus on in ICT services was WaveNet. Uh, this was what we think was about a £160 million deal with, uh, with Beechtree selling their stake to, uh, to Macquarie. And interesting that Macquarie is a first-time investor in this part of the market, which is a trend we're also seeing with lots of new investors coming in post-COVID. And, uh, you know, that's a business wave now. It's a classic telecom sector uh, buy and build strategy. And it's uh, through a combination of organic growth and acquisitions has increased its uh, EBITDA by a multiple of five during its ownership under Beechtree. Uh, lots of acquisitions in there, but still organic growth as well. And um, that's one of those classic deals uh, it, we see a lot of in that sector. The other one in the software area is Reward Gateway. I mentioned a second ago, Abri and Castig teaming up to buy the business for what we think is about 450 million in the employee benefit space, one of the leading players in that space. And we think that deal was done at about 20, 25 times current year EV EBITDA. That's an estimate, it's a megabyte estimate, but uh, you know, one we're reasonably confident in. And I think you know, I started talking about how um, uh, valuations are starting to stabilise at a higher level, and I think this is a good example of what we're seeing with that. Um, and uh, uh, the Blue Jay deal with an M and A, I'll talk about in a minute, is another example. And again, thirty is the new twenty. Um, you know, is, is a slightly tongue-in-cheek, but certainly EBITDA multiples, EV EBITDA multiples for high-quality growth software assets, moving more to the high 20s, having been in the high teens, 20 pre-COVID, and that's a good data point there. The other one was a business uh, I would mention with an SBOs was Finergo. As is Bridgepoint and Astor getting together in an 800, what we think is an 800 million pound deal, again in, in uh, client lifecycle management, reg tech within financial services. This, this deal is interesting, not, not just because it was a pretty chunky deal, but also because um, uh, I, I mentioned last month in the context of HG Capital investing in DEX that we are seeing more VC businesses rather than necessarily going for that continuing on that hyper growth phase through series D, E, F or potentially to IPO. Uh, they are switching tack and moving into the PE world, which we don't see a lot of actually. And it's interesting to see that uh, Finergo is another example of that, I think. And lastly, P2Ps. So two P2Ps, and uh, there's a very clear theme here with the P2Ps that we're seeing. So the two we saw during during May were uh, Equinity, which is really a tech-enabled service business, but there's some genuine tech in there as well, software in there as well. That was a billion pound, um, 10 times EBITDA, um, a PE deal, a P2P deal by Cirrus Capital. And in the telecom space, Telet, 
uh, by DBA Advisors, 262 million at about eight times EBITDA. And these are both businesses that have that have sort of significantly underperformed for different reasons. And this is a clear theme we're seeing within the P2Ps. Proactus last month, uh, TalkTalk, Clearstar, these are all businesses that have struggled on the capital markets and are being taken private um, to, you know, with a view of sorting them out and generating returns for their private equity investors. We haven't really seen a P2P of a business that you would describe as a strong business on the London market since pre-COVID, since really since Sophos in 2019. And I think that's going to be a trend that's going to continue. So in uh, it, you know in terms of private equity overview and outlook, we continue to see a very strong market uh, for for uh, private equity as you do elsewhere in the UK tech sector. Valuation stabilising at that high level, we think probably. Um, and again, you know we're coming to the summer months, but we still think there will be um, pretty solid level of activity uh, through that period and, and generally through the rest of 2021. So that's a quick canter through the private equity activity. In the next section, we'll talk about venture and growth capital. So before I dive into the uh, what's been going on in the venture and growth capital part of the market, I wanted just to um, touch on some important changes we've been making to the uh, to the Megabyte platform in this regard over the last few weeks. Uh, those of you familiar with Megabyte will know that our history is very much uh, looking at a, a mid-market uh, PE-backed and listed companies as well as owner-managed businesses in the, in the sort of 10 million revenue and upwards kind of world. Over the last few years, we've already started to uh, to track more and more of the earlier stage businesses, and we're now really accelerating that process. And we've got a very active uh, program of uh, identifying and adding companies to our database at the rate of hundreds a month. Um, and uh, we've got a, we've hired a specific team to do that. So subscribers are going to see a lot more smaller companies, earlier stage companies, VC back, but also some of the owner managed businesses more prevalent in the ICT services space as well. Important building block for that we implemented a couple of weeks ago is um, we've separated PE deals and venture and growth capital deals on the platform and at the same time created a lot more granularity as frankly one would expect within those venture and growth capital deals separating out pre-series A, series A, B, C, D, etc. So that's kind of quite a big change for us and it's enabled me to then and it will enable me on this show to talk more specifically about what's going in venture and growth capital in those different stages Um, and that's why I've separated it out as a separate section on this month's show. So interesting bit of background there for subscribers very much. Uh, I hope you're going to enjoy the increased uh, content we're going to be delivering to you over the next months and years. Um, so focusing then on what's been going on in this part of the market, we registered 29 uh, venture and growth capital deals on our database during May. That was up from 25 in May 2020. And as I've said many times on the show before, uh, venture and growth capital just has been the most resilient part of the, the kind of technology sector eco deal ecosystem in the last 12 months and continues to be very robust as ever, very much a software dominated kind of part of the market. All but one of the deals uh, last month were in were in the software sector. Uh, one, but the one ICT services deal was very interesting and I'll talk about that in a minute. Looking at the software side of things, as ever, enterprise software continues to be uh, the biggest driver of deal flow within uh, within this part of the market as it is in other parts of the market, notably M&A. And, um, over half of the deals we registered uh, during May uh, were in enterprise software. Um, interestingly, collaboration was a very strong part of the, uh, part of the uh, sector during May with four deals. HCM, always an interesting part. It's a very vibrant part of the, of the, of the, the ecosystem generally. Four more deals in there. And I'd highlight Unmind in the employee wellbeing space as a 30 million sterling, 33 million Series B raise. 
um, for them, that's in the kind of um, um, employee well-being where kind of healthcare meets enterprise, uh, enterprise, which is interesting. And also a couple of deals are focusing on climate. I haven't seen much of this um, up until now, but obviously ESG generally is, is a mushrooming kind of um, imperative across lots of parts of the sector and lots of interesting young software companies uh, springing up to help companies deal with that. And two that raise money, Silvera and Servest uh, during May. And I suspect we're going to be seeing a lot more of that over the next months and years. Moving on, fintech is obviously a, a very important part of this uh, this part of the ecosystem as well. Actually, slightly quieter during May, but still very strong. Payments, as I've talked about quite a lot over the last uh, couple of months, continues to be a really strong driver. Bit of a marquee, I would say a marquee deal, but a significant deal in payments. Again in May, with uh, PaySend raising 88 million sterling in its Series B. Um, I've also talked quite a bit about RegTech, talking about that in the PE world. Um, interesting uh, compliant advantage in that space, raising $20 million uh, from Goldman Sachs in a Series C in May. So lots of activity still in that part of the market. Um, again, healthcare, I've talked a lot about over the last few months. It's just one of the big beneficiaries of the uh, uh, beneficiaries. Be careful how I use that word in this context. But, um, you know, healthcare technology and digital transformation healthcare has obviously been uh, the epicenter of of, of, uh, of, of of a lot of the healthcare world in the last 12 months and continues to be so. Unsurprisingly, that's drawing an investor interest. Four more deals for that part of the market in venture and growth capital during May. Humor, one of the largest, this is remote patient monitoring, 92 million series C, mainly from corporate venture funds, interestingly. And Helios is an interesting one. This is in the Albion stable, um, 7 million raised from them. Uh, they have a, a a mental health platform, a bit like Cooth, which listed on the A market last year, uh, which uh, which connects patients with uh, with uh, mental health professionals to try and um, help with mental health issues. That is a B to G to C model, so the government's paying, but the consumer is accessing it, which is an interesting thing. The ICT services deal I referenced was a business called Faculty, and this is another one of these data consultancies that I've talked about a bit on the show this month, and I think is a, one of the really interesting trends to watch over the next 12 or 18 months. That was a 30 million sterling Series A. We've called it a Series A. There, was a, there has been some institutional capital in there previously, uh, with Apex's digital fund. And uh, you know another really interesting data point, as I talked about earlier when I was talking about private equity on this trend, um, and uh, again, in that kind of valuation range, we think that we, I talked about earlier. So, um, you know, that's that's the sort of, you know, a quick canter through the sort of the deal highlights and what, where the hotspots have been. In terms of valuations, obviously very hard to get a, a reading on a lot of these deals in, in, in the venture and growth capital world from the outside. Our overall impression is very similar to what we've had within uh, within other areas of the market in that there has been inflation in this part of the market, but it's leveling off and, and, is, and is reaching a sensible, more sensible level. There are more outliers probably here in this part of the market than there are elsewhere. Weijo would be a good example, you know, $800 million valuation with a few million dollars of revenue. But for the most part, valuations higher than pre-COVID, but, but leveling off, I think, would be our assessment. So that's a quick canter through what's been going on in venture and growth capital. I'll wrap up this month's show, as I always do, with a canter through and I talk through what's been happening at M&A next. So last but very much not least, uh, looking at what's been going on within the M&A activity in the UK tech sector. And it was what I would describe as a solid month again for, for M&A activity. We registered 40 deals on our database. That was up from 17 in May 2020. But obviously, that was that number was very much subdued by what was going on with COVID at the time. And you know, 40 to 50 deals is what we typically expect to see. So, so a normal level of activity. Um, in terms of what's been going on, uh, uh, you know, looking at the hotspots and, and the key areas of activity, it was a slightly quieter month actually for what is, is the 
is a sort of the mainstay of, of, of M&A activity in the, in the UK tech sector, which is bolt-on activity significantly in telecom services and, and enterprise. Obviously, deal flow continuing within those two areas, but slightly lower than we've seen in recent months. Um, big theme, as I mentioned when we were talking about capital markets earlier on, is, is UK listed companies really getting busy with, with M&A. And an interesting theme in terms of getting busy with M&A that's going to enhance their, their uh, presence in the US market. So, Two examples of that would be NCC acquiring Iron Mountain's intellectual property business for 156 million sterling, partly funded by the the, uh, the capital raise I mentioned earlier. And the other good example I think think of that is Alpha FMC acquiring LionPoint at a 39 million pound deal, potentially up to as much as 64 million. Uh, again, with LionPoint with a very significant US presence. So good to see the UK uh, listed companies both accessing capital using the market and pushing on in the US. Other significant deals, I think, in terms of uh, M&A activity during the period uh, in the kind of tech-enabled services area, Reconomy acquiring Rebound. This is a, a tech-enabled platform that um, facilitates the return of goods in the e-commerce world. EWire acquiring Pythagoras in the, is, a, is a Microsoft consultancy, uh, partly backed by, uh, by Vin Muria. Uh, that was a 37.5 million st uh, sterling deal, as, as, as we, we reckon, and that was... Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that was a very interesting sort of journey that Pythagoras had been on, where uh, they tried to go down the product route, come back into the uh, very much into the services route around Microsoft, uh, and I think that deal very much vindicates that strategy, which is, which is good for good for the shareholders. Elsewhere, probably the two biggest deals we've seen, um, or the two biggest deals we saw uh, during the month were uh, were Jamf acquiring Wondera in the cybersecurity space for 282 million, and um, E2Open acquiring BlueJay for uh, 1.2 billion at what we think was about a 27 uh, times trailing EV EBITDA multiple. I think that, that that last deal, you know, the Blue Jay deal is really interesting from that valuation data point perspective. Uh, you know, again, another, another, another data point helping us to, you know, with our view that valuations have stabilized at that kind of high 20s level, uh, so higher than post-COVID, but, but kind of stabilizing at that high level rather than continuing to, continuing to increase, you know, Sad to see Blue Jay go in a way. Those of you with long memories will remember it as Keywell Systems. It was a listed business in the UK. I've been following that business since I worked in the city uh, for, for over 25 years now. Um, and uh, it's now it changed its name a few years ago. It was taken private by Francisco Partners and has been on a private equity journey since then. So great outcome for shareholders there. Slightly tear in my eye to see that go uh, and that name disappear from the, from the coverage list. So um, solid month for M&A activity, um, you know, some chunky deals and, and just supporting that valuation thesis I've talked about a few times now on this month's show. So that's it for this month. Before before I go, I wanted just to um, just to tell you a little bit more about uh, the uh, about the uh, the CEO summit. This is a uh, our online conference that we're running through 2021. We had the opening sessions in April, and uh, we have got the next sessions for that uh, in uh, the 15th and 16th of June, uh, looking at enterprise software and telecom services. And um, in the uh, in the um, enterprise software one, which is kindly sponsored by HG Capital, we have speakers, CEOs from Dext, Limitless, ITRS, and Calidus. That's going to be worth tuning into 2 p.m. on that day, as they all are. And in uh, telecom services, kindly sponsored by Elantra, we've got speakers from Sabio, Glide, DWS, and cloud, Content and Cloud. Again, the CEOs of those businesses. And we're going to be looking at the themes that we that we similar themes to what we talked about in the April sessions. You know, what are companies seeing in terms of the the, the demand trends at the moment? How are they feeling about their customer sentiment? Where are the uh, the digital transformation opportunities in the relatively short term? 
Uh, are they seeing any uh, new enhanced sort of competitive threats as we emerge from COVID and some of the newer businesses coming through with this, with digital transformation, et cetera? And what impact is that having on their thinking about strategy, both organic and M&A? So we really hope you can join us for those sessions. If you uh, were registered for the April sessions, you will automatically be registered for these sessions. If you weren't registered, if, you, if you're, they're free to attend, you can register at the Megabyte CEO Summit uh, dedicated website. And if you are a senior investor or advisor or a CXO of one of the companies uh, that we cover or equivalent company, you're very welcome to join us and we look forward to, uh, to seeing you then. Um, other than that, that's it for this month. I will return as, uh, next month to tell you what's been going on in June. But until then, thank you very much for listening and stay safe.